Yes, welcome back to the Freedman Podcast. Phil and Adam, Tristan here again. It's week infinity of lockdown, I think. Um, but we're still recording, right? Absolutely. Spend all this money on microphones, mate. I've got to do something. Just a constant <laughs> seven-day cycle of existential dread until November when they finally let us out. Oh, don't say November, bro. No, welcome back to the Freedman Podcast. Uh, it is week something. I don't know. It's August 3. And... Uh, as always in lockdown, we're starting off with Hold My Beer. I smell your sweat on my skin. Uh, but this time we're going to, we, we, you know, firstly, let's reflect on last week. It was awesome. We had Matt Brown, uh, El Presidente yeah, of uh, the Craft Beer Crew uh, the dear Facebook leader. page. Um, legend. The dear leader. Yeah, his, his highness. Uh, that was a great conversation, huh? Jeez, doesn't he know a thing or two about beer? Mm. Uh, mm. I could have, I could have chatted to that guy for a couple more hours. I reckon we just could have just talked beer, beer, beer. But uh, yeah, looking forward to having him on again. That'd be great. It really gives us something to look forward to on the other side of lockdown, going over to his place because it sounds like oh. he has like an entire cellar full of like every random beer he's ever purchased. And my <laughs> god, I'm, my god, at the end of lockdown, will I be ready to drink all of those? Uh, with some boys, that much is for sure. And the great thing about podcasts is we've recorded it, and so we've got him saying it on, yeah. um, you know, on on we'll the just pod. Keep sending him that sound bite yep. <laughs> every couple of yep. days. Hey, Matt, you, uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys come to my place, and we'll help knock some of these two hundred dollars beers out. I can do that to Matt. the Fatmobile. <laughs> <laughs> yes, verbal contract. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so speaking of beer, we are uh, we're cracking open. So, on that journey that I had to uh, to Bucket Boys in Marrickville, that essential journey I did a couple of weeks mm. ago, uh, I picked up a few brewskis for us uh, so that we would be covered over the next few weeks. And one of the ones that um, that uh, JP at Bucket Boys recommended was the Bracket Brewing New Day New Brew uh, DDH IPA. She's beautiful. It's a gorgeous can. I mean, gorgeous. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I already cracked it open. I've been I, I just I couldn't wait. It was eight twenty five, and I just had to kick into it. Um, and I'm I'm loving every minute of it already. It's just a beautiful drop. Um, but my first question is, what is? Do you guys know what DDH is? Okay, so I've actually got this because when I looked at the can, I was doing a bit of research for Whoa. the pod. I was like, I, what the hell is a DDH IPA? And so I looked up uh, the acronym DDH oh on 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 Google. Um, and apparently it means deve- developmental dysplasia of the hip. So it's the dis- developmental right. dysplasia of the hip IPA, presumably. Wait, is that serious? That's a joke, Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> but that is what came Lockdown up. has been cruel to him. It, it has been very cruel. It's been very cruel. And when I saw DDH and I started typing it into Google, I'm like, is this going to be a BBW situation? Is this going to be some kind of acronym uh, that implies something sexual? Oh, yeah. Uh, and as it turns out, it does. Yes, a, a, a developmental <laughs> dysplasia of the hip. You know, some people are into that kind of thing. Do either of you guys know what it actually means? I'm guessing double hops, right? Double hops, something like that. Double delicious hops, delicious double hops. <laughs> um, but either way, it is absolutely uh, delicious. Um, I'm getting real double floral. dry hopped. It is. Double yeah, I looked it up hopped. properly. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I love that we're all sitting here on our computers with the entire universe of information <laughs> at our fingertips, and no one can be asked typing in DDH space beer into Google. I mean, I typed DDH. At least I did half of it. They- you were three quarters of the way there, mate. <laughs> See, I feel like I'm missing out on something with this craft beer uh, scene because these guys, they, they, des- they describe it as this is the V5 of our hazy IPA. We went with the breakfast juice combo of Citra, Amarillo and Galaxy. So yep. we thought it deserved a name. So new day, new brew. So like, I are these guys actually drinking this for breakfast? I, I get the feeling that they're so much more manlier than we are that they are. You know, these guys just get up in the morning and they crack open one of these and go, yep, yeah, that's breakfast done. Most important meal. Yeah, of the day. when you look at the can, I wouldn't say that the, the manliest thing is to pick up one of these bad boys and crack no, it for breakfast. True, because it's, it, got... it, it, it's reminiscent of a pack of fruit tingles. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but maybe. Or if they're having it for breakfast, perhaps it's the Fruit Loops of the beer world. But um, ah, I mean, Tristan, yeah. I think it is perfectly equipped as a as, as a breakfast beer because at only two and a half standard drinks per can, that's pretty much a craft mm. beer mid strength. Yeah, that's true, actually. True. But yeah. it's just enough to, to give you a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a buzz in the morning. But uh, just add milk and oats. It's basically getting you sober. Just, to, just 
<laughs> just a just a just a nice easy two and a half Captain Sensibles. I tell you what though, strap in. That's a delicious beer. Oh, are we opening? Oh, I wasn't sure. I'm already Normally half, you I'm like you point through. to me and I have to do that little cracking can thing near the microphone. I'm going to give that a go. Sorry, yeah. Let's uh, uh, hang on. Wait one sec. Go. <laughs> Oi, the sound effects are in. So um, the interesting thing is, there's like you know those tests that they would do on willpower, where it's like how long can you can can you wait before like reaching out for the marshmallow? And uh, I feel like it's a perfect indication of where the three of us are at. Yeah. Um, Adzo waited the whole way through till the appropriate time to crack the beer. I lost patience four minutes into the podcast and cracked mine. Uh, and Tristan didn't even get on the podcast horse before he's like, get in. So uh, he was halfway in. the intervention gets closer by the day. <laughs> we tried to take Tristan to rehab and he said, no, no, no. <laughs> Okay, let's. I think we're all enjoying it. Let's 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 jump into our feats of manliness for the last few weeks. We haven't done this because we had a, a lovely conversation with Matt, and we also had a fantastic conversation with Max the week before that. We haven't yeah. really done our feats of manliness in a while. So, if we do have any listeners, um, some of our more regular segments uh, have been omitted over the last couple of weeks. One of them is we start off every podcast with our feats of manliness. Um, now, this could be anything from. Uh, child rearing uh to going for a, a dip in a, a very cold beach however you define manliness i guess is what is what we come back to um but why don't i jump in first and uh and this is really manly i gotta say one of the most manly things possible i put my back out and uh yeah i sprained my back and i did this there by swooshing is. my daughter through the ear uh through the air from fence post to friends fence post up and down the street while she laughed and cheered it was really dadly as well. So it was both manly, it was dadly, but it didn't end there. I also had to be forced to go to the physio by my wife. So nice. that's apparently a pretty common man reaction. Yep. I woke up in the morning, couldn't get out of bed. My wife was like, you've got to go see the physio. I'm like, no, no, every it's getting better. I just got to stretch it. Every day is better than the last. And she's like, I'm booking you in. She booked me in one day later. And I was at the physio and the physio actually said to me, it's like, when did you do your back? I said, oh, it was uh, Saturday. He's like, Oh, good of you to come in so quickly. Most guys, you know, they end up waiting a week or two and then their wife books them in. I'm like, oh, no, you got to look after your back, mate. Oh, gee. But that's exactly what happened. And, it's, not, it's, uh, nice so, to know you, it's nice to know you got a wife that's on the ball, Adzo. You know, she's booking you in quicker than the average wife. You ever needed your, your missus to book you in for a doctor's appointment when you just... All the time. All, All the, time, the time, right? Because yeah. you always go like, no, that's not me. Like if you any display of weakness, and she's going to go for the younger, stronger man of the tribe. That's just evolutionary. So you tell him you're fine, and uh, then eventually she just gets jack of all the bitching and complaining and inability to pick stuff up off shelves no, no. and calls a physio. So mine comes from a mine comes from a place of I just don't do those things very often. Like I don't, I, I'm not good at booking myself or anything in for anything. It's not. I have to be honest <laughs> with you. It doesn't come from being trying to be manly. I just like. I don't know, like calling things on the phone and arranging, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's it's funny that in particular because I'll get a call sometimes and a number will pop up and it's like it's it says you know private number or it's just a mobile number that I don't recognize and I just look at it and go nah mm. and mm. and my wife will go what what are you doing? It's like I'm not answering that. I don't yeah. even know who it is. She's like, yeah. but it could be anyone. Yeah, it could be it could be it could be like a prize. Yeah. It could be a radio station. You don't know. I'm like, so yeah, I'm not answering that. Or when you get a missed call. Yep. From a number you don't know. She's like, call them back. I'm like, yep. I'm not calling them back. I don't know who it is. She's like, but it could be anyone. <laughs> She's excited. I'm like, no. I'm, I don't I'm, like talking on the phone. I'm exactly the same. I don't like speaking to people. Do you, no. do, you, do you do the race where, where you get a strange number? You get a strange number coming in on your mobile phone and you're on your computer and you do that race where you quickly chuck the mobile number or the phone number yep. into Google. Oh, yeah, you look up the <laughs> yeah. reverse and see if you yeah. can find out the answer before the phone stops ringing. <laughs> Wine <laughs> selectors, not again. <laughs> well, I feel like what I really like is that is that your wife there, Adzo, is basically going, but it could be something really good. And you're like, this is a lottery <laughs> in which 999,999 calls out of a million are a telemarketer. 
<laughs> yeah, or a real estate agent. Like I've got yeah. no tickets in this lottery that no. are winners, mate. No, just... that's it. What if it's a radio station? I haven't listened to the radio in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and have you seen my last name? No radio station's calling up this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and frankly, we started this podcast because radio is a dead medium. So I'm not <laughs> answering the phone. <laughs> yeah, on principle, you don't answer that. Uh, answer. That's actually true. Uh, so that was me. Yeah, 100%. nice one, buddy. Nice one, buddy. Phil, what's been going on in your world, my friend? So I enjoyed Adzo's in particular because uh, that's been my manly feat twice over. Um, it has, although I, I know. Although I cop shit the second time that I claimed it again, but I'm like, it's just a it's a regular feature of my manly life. It's actually um, pretty funny that backbreaking has come up now three times on this podcast. We are truly old men. Yeah, well, twice Phil was trying to suck his own dick, but yeah. <laughs> what do you mean trying? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I'm broke? Uh, okay, so so in the in the lockdown absence of an opportunity to do anything truly manly, I did what all good men would do and downloaded a violent video game so I could be manly in that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I am a proud owner of Grand Theft Auto V, which I haven't played in many years since the PlayStation 3 days. So I've been doing all sorts of manly mm. shit. Like I've been driving cars fast. I've been shooting <laughs> guns, you know, going down the rifle range, having a great old time, setting my rock wheeler on five. people. It's a good time. It is a good time. They've basically constructed yeah, almost yeah. all of LA uh, perfectly. It's, it's an absolutely epic game. So uh, I'm having it a good time. It just seemed too big for me. Yeah, you know, it's like if oh, I I want to play a game around a golf, I'll just put in GTA Five and I'll yeah. drive out to a golf course and have a round of golf. Exactly. Or I want to go watch a stand-up comedy act. I'll just put in GTA Five and drive to a comedy club and go exactly. watch like a fifteen-minute set. It's insane, but it's, uh, it's the yeah. only way to go to a strip club during lockdown. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, so the best part about this for me, and I feel like that's 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 why I'm I'm. I'm absolutely smashing it this week in terms of manliness because I feel like it's got a bit of manception going on here, which is that it's both manly things I'm doing in the game and it's also a manly thing to download a video game to uh, distract himself from his complex emotional issues. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah, that's true, actually. Strap in, gentlemen. Yeah. Double manly. <laughs> that's true. You can tell a lot by... That's actually... There could be a, a field, a professional field there down the track of like psychology through video game choice so you know people analyzing what games you choose off a shelf tristan i reckon uh we've talked about get bringing goldeneye back several times over if you think about how deep and wide the culture wars are of today i reckon if you brought goldeneye back it would settle everyone down you planting uh you planting a couple of seeds there bro always yeah god i played gta 5 for a little bit yeah oh I, i was the same as adam like it just got so big. It was the same as like uh, Max. I think actually told me I should stick it with it, but I never did. I, I I just I couldn't roll with Red Dead Redemption Two. It was just too big. Uh it was. Yeah. You know, you get to a point where um, your life just can't. That's what you know. I had it with Zelda too. I you I, gave up on Zelda. I, I was going to say, yeah. 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 I stopped. Yeah, I see, said I can't. See, I'm not this man I, anymore. I struggle to get into Breath of the Wild because it's non-directional, whereas GTA does really, like, for me, it's like it's too big to just wander, but you just go straight into the missions and just follow that's the missions. That's true. It does direct okay. you. Yeah. Um, but I, I acknowledge, Tristan, like, that's the kind of game that you don't even want to put into the system until your sons are in a different suburb. It's, <laughs> it's that violent. And it's so kind of, yeah. you, you're not exactly getting yeah. long windows of exploration. It's the only, well... One of the uh, good reasons of actually catching COVID, if you have to go into self-isolation and you're like, oh, yes. you can't come in this room. My kids yep. can't come in this room. Give yep. me my PS4. Yep. Give me my <laughs> RDR2. I'll yep. see you in a week. Yep. You know, that's all you do. Send up the, the takeaway or through the balcony. We're yep. good. You know, we're good. I'm good. Well, this is the thing. Everybody's telling you you've got to be scared of COVID. It's really dangerous. What they don't understand is that one of the side effects is awesomeness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, pop on down to Fairfield, pick yourself up some Wuhan spicy cough and uh, set, up the, uh, set up the Uber Pass and uh, spend 14 days in glorious Grand Theft Auto fueled isolation. I see no flaws Sounds in really this plan good. whatsoever. No. All right. Uh, okay. So, th- yeah. So, so. Talking about jokes, talking about fun times, talking about uh, talking about lockdowns. That uh, that launches into my 
manly feat of it wasn't really the past week. It was something that I had made a note of over the last couple of weeks. Um, I pulled I, and I did I did sort of think about whether I should include this in the dad joke of the week segment because it's a very much a dad joke. Um, but I felt like it was quite manly, and, and that is the point at which you do one of those terrible sort of inadvertent magic tricks that your children are amazed by, but just happen by accident. So oh, yeah. I'm sort of like a god. Now, cast your mind back to the great show Arrested Development. Do you remember yeah. when Ben Stiller played uh, Tony Wonder? Tony Wonder, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's hiding in the... In the um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, how did you do that? And then you find out that he was hiding in the in the um, dumbwaiter for yeah. a day <laughs> for until someone said Wonder. Hours, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. On his shoulder. So yeah. good. So Kobe, uh, Kobe was doing a, uh, I think he was doing a homeschool exercise or something like that downstairs and the boys and, and Matteo was helping him. And I just happened to have, I think I'd taken it because I'd fixed something upstairs. I just happened to have a pair of scissors in my hoodie pocket. Yeah. And uh, I walked downstairs and Kobe came up to me and said, Daddy, we need to get scissors because I can't complete my project. And I just whipped out the scissors from my hoodie <laughs> pocket. And I said, I got them right here. And like the look on my boy's face, like both of them, wow. that I just yeah. had it there. They're like, how did you do that? You're walking around with like a bottle opener, scissors, <laughs> cordless drill, tight string, <laughs> just one of everything you can think of stuck in different pockets of your pants and hoodie. See, my mind is going into two places with this. One of them is that Tristan's actually been hospitalized three times from falling over onto the scissors before he got to this point. Um, and the second one is that they weren't actually amazed that you had the scissors straight away. They're actually um, just amazed to see anything other than a beer come out of your pocket during this lockdown. <laughs> Back into my craft beer addiction and our craft beer addiction. It's not, it's not my addiction, it's our addiction. Yeah. And uh, let, let's talk about the beer. Let's go back to our Bracket Brewing. By the way, Bracket Brewing is a uh, Alexandria-based uh, Sydney brewery. This is a good drink. J, uh, JP, this is JP was right. This is delicious. Really this is absolutely good. delicious. And yeah. really, really good. hazy. Exquisite hazy. Yeah. Mm. I can't. It, it's I, going down so... It is going down like breakfast juice, like so easy. Yeah. And there's two and a yeah. half standard drinks in this bad boy i mean it's a big can but like it's you know you could rip through this very quickly because it's so easy drinking and you know what uh, actually it's a it's a nice balance actually like two and a half drinks for the size of the can but yeah. they've got they've got the hops they've got the flavors they've balanced this well this is a i'm gonna i'm gonna swear i know we swear on the podcast. Oh, this is a fucking good beer i have mm. to say this is really delicious it is fucking um, at man Fucking a! <laughs> it's juicy. It's now. I'm guessing Citra, Amarillo, and Galaxy. They're all types of hops. I would guess. Is that right? Oh, I, <laughs> believe in, I, I believe in. I believe in my podcast uh, crew. I believe in an an, an Amarillo is a sort of rodent like creature that curls up into a ball. <laughs> once featured on Donkey Kong. Um, <laughs> Isn't what they ate in uh, Wuhan that caused all this strife? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wuhan spicy cough edition of the Amarillo and uh, <laughs> and Galaxy is another word for a universe. And uh, Citra it. is the plural of um, citri or ci- different citruses. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, okay, did you mean Matt this must as, be as Citra. I read it as Sutra, as in Kama Sutra. I mean, I'm feeling very sexual about this beer. <laughs> Oh my god! But no, it is it is floral, and you know I said this last week. I said I I self confess that I am terrible at describing things, um, mm. but it I I'm good at just saying it's fucking good, and um, for me it's uh, it's a solid, yeah. I reckon from a, from, a, from a haze, I reckon this is a, a four point one five uh, out of five uh, beards but, for me. Yeah, it's an easy four point two five, and I think what is really demonstrated here is the beauty of taking a suggestion from somebody who really knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Like on, on Saturday evening, yeah, I popped down to the BWS cause I was like, I'd, I'd actually restarted listening to our most recent podcast, the beer episode. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I can't do another glass of wine tonight. I'm going to go get myself six different beers and just have a bit of a bit of a beer night. And I picked six and you know what? In my mind, what I wanted was this beer, but what I got yeah. Was a bit of a bit of a mix mash of yeah, kind of liked yeah, that was okay yeah, that was a bit weak yeah, that was great yeah, not so great. But um, this this is what you when you're thinking I want a craft beer that's just gonna be really interesting and floral and fun and tropical and exciting. Boom, this is the beer you want. So mm-hmm. you know you know what four point two five. 
and Adzo never before has uh, has a description of what it's like in lockdown been more perfect than I thought to myself. I don't really feel like a glass of wine tonight. I'll have six <laughs> beers instead. <laughs> <laughs> so this is we're through the looking glass here, people. Yeah. Um, oh and my to give God. to give the listeners a bit of a description as to what this beer is like, breakfast juice is is a perfect explanation as far as I'm concerned. And it's actually because I quite often get the nudie breakfast juice. I think it's the nudie one. Um yeah. and it's basically that, but with some kick. Like that's it. It's a mm. hoppy version of that nudie breakfast juice. It's delicious. It's freaking awesome. I'm gonna go even slightly further than Adzo and go with a 4.26 just to be a douchebag. <laughs> you're the you're the you're the price of prices right prick who I does do the dollar and one. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yes, a big thank you to Matt big thank you to Matt for recommending that one cuz that's uh that's basically been a No, it wasn't Matt. The deliciousness. Matt had nothing to No, 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 it was this JP. Is bucket Boys boy. This is bucket it? Boys. Yeah, 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 yeah no. Yeah, no, but no, who no. recommended the Bucket Boys to you, mate? Oh, that was Matt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was going to say, remember Matt's recommendation last week was based on what was available in his fridge. Yeah, what's at the back of his fridge? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's just that good. I did this the is big, what you're dealing with. It's a whole big, other level. Did the big drum roll. And Matt, tell us why you picked this beer because the three <laughs> of us have been so excited. Well, mate, it's it's what I had in the fridge. <laughs> Goes Shit, on three answer. days. Great fucking answer. Shut up, Matt. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, can we hit pause and re-record that with a better answer? Um, <laughs> I feel like we should be able to trace this back too. It's like, oh, thanks, Matt. And it's like, oh, it wasn't Matt. It was it was Bucket Boys. But who recommended Bucket Boys? Well, yeah, Matt, Matt did. Yeah, but then Matt. So, yeah, how did, full circle. How did, Matt, how did Matt first go to Bucket Boys? And then what JP. happened before that? And then why did Bucket Boys get started? And then basically you trace it all the way back to dinosaurs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Phil, can you start the show? Let's let's get into our Olympics, our Fat Olympics special show. <laughs> it's a good time to get me to shut the fuck up. From the fat team to you, this is the Freedman Podcast. Strap in, gentlemen. I can just hear the Jurassic Park music playing right now. <laughs> By the way, uh, going back into our previous segment, um, so you were talking about how good it was, Adzo, when someone recommends a yeah. beer. And um, just heads up, the week next week's beer was one that he didn't quite recommend, but I didn't want to. I wanted to keep costs oh. down, so we'll <laughs> see the difference. We'll see the difference. Also, of my companies. six, like, I want to say I just want to give a quick shout out to the uh, the Willie the Boatman uh, Cappuccino Nitro Stout was absolutely oh, yeah. off the chain. It was so delicious. It's good, oh, isn't so, it? So so lovely, good. isn't it? So, yeah, so good. they do good brew. Willie, they do good brew. Willie the Boatman. Yeah. We're, we're a Willie the Boatman yeah. podcast We've for sure. Been. Yep. We are. All right. Uh, let's kick in. Let's kick into our uh, our fat limp. Let me put in a little sports sound here. <laughs> <laughs> Can do that all day. All right. Um, we are. It's the fat Olympics. So we're basically talking about. We are pretty much talking about the Olympics. All right. Except if we don't. But you know, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. So we're uh, it's our fat Olympics show with the with an Olympic feature, though, right? 100%. We've got a great Olympic feature uh, and we're going to go straight into our hero of the week. And given it is, listen, this is an easy pick for me anyway. I'm going to start. This is an easy pick for me, except it was quite hard because I've got three choices, but they're all kind of intertwined. Um, hero of the week. It is the Olympics. By the way, have you guys been watching the some. Olympics? Are you, are you guys into it? Or, yeah, yeah. What's the, uh, some, the women's some. weightlifting last night? Women's 87 yeah. kilogram <laughs> weightlifting because you had a $5 bet on it. <laughs> I'm loving every minute of it. I got to say, in lockdown, I'm. I got to say, at first, I thought Channel Seven's like their app and everything was terrible. They've actually done a phenomenal job. There's hardly been any commercials. They've got. You can basically watch whatever you want, whenever you want. It's actually incredible. And I'm in it, and I love being on the same time zone as when the Olympics are. And given the fact that we're in lockdown, and there's got to be something more to life, and I'm sure there is, then it's more than Olympics. But right now. It is the Olympics, Perfectly and I know timed Olympics in a week's us, time. Really. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I think Japan's done a great job. So hats off to them. And so that leads into my hero of the week. And my hero of the weeks is none other than Bruce McAvaney. Wow. Uh, he is back with a vengeance. And I, I thought this already, and I have seen a few um, news articles come out that has talked about Bruce McAvaney, how good he is, how this is his time, especially the, the athletics. Yeah. How one man knows so much about sport in general, but 
you know, even obscure sports. Like one thing I love about watching the Olympics is these commentators that you hear, you know, commentate on the AFL or the rugby league or what it, whatever it might be, mm. seem to know everything about, you know, a diver or an 87 kilogram plus female weightlifter yeah. or even track and field. It's like they talk about a good commentator talks about someone makes you feel like he knows them personally, yeah. even though he's probably reading notes. Oh yeah. It's a really good producer that's putting all that shit together <laughs> together yeah. on the auto cue for them. But anyway. And isn't Bruce, doesn't he just sound incredible? The way he He, he, he sounds just, like he, he knows his shit. I'll give him that. He knows his shit. Now he yeah. does sound spontaneous enough to not just be auto cue because it's quite emotive alongside oh, it. Yeah. So you sort of you sort of think this is this is one of those people who in the lead up to the Olympics, it's like this is Bruce's time to shine. You know, he's doing all his research on absolutely every every damned yeah. obscure sport, learning all the terminology. Um, I'm sure skating still does his head in as as it's doing to pretty much all of the commentators. But aside <laughs> from that, <laughs> no, and 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 I don't know if you guys have read, but there also there's been huge props to uh, Thorpey Thorpedo, yep. if you will, Ian Thorpe. Yep. Uh, he his commentary on the swimming um, was incredible, uh, and he he analysed the sport better than anyone has ever anal- analysed it before. Made us understand the ins and outs of. Um, of of what goes through the athletes' minds, mm. you know where they've where they've fucked up, where they've done well. Uh, it's brilliant. So hats off, and then so that led into my thought process. Hats off to Channel Seven uh, as a whole as my hero of the week, just for doing a great job with the Olympics. But I, I'll specifically nominate Bruce McAvaney okay. because you know how often does Bruce get a, a complete shout out? And also Channel Seven decided they were going to bring in that lunatic from the UK who got shipped back. Um, she was going to be in Big Brother or oh, something. Oh yeah, that yeah. One. I had this sinking suspicion in my in my in my head that, that the reason why there have been fewer commercials than I would have I was expecting, and the reason why like you know all the Olympics coverage has been free and all that stuff is that they're just feeling really guilty about bringing in a uh, you know redneck racist into <laughs> Australia who wants to exploit all of our quarantine laws. Yeah, um, Katie Hopkins is brother. Well, sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a large yeah, exactly. corporation feeling guilty, not the death of free-to-air television as we know it. Um, <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> definitely that way around, T-Man. <laughs> to your point, used, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm going to I'm gonna hand over to you, Adam, because, you know, I have a suspicion who I think your hero of the week is. Well, and, so you uh, should. You. I mean, and <laughs> with the Olympics underway, and it's been underway now for a little while, it's high time I finally gave my hero of the week to my cousin, Michelle, who's been playing mm-hmm. table tennis for Australia. Now, she was recently Oy. featured on the front page of The Australian, both the print and digital versions with her photo selected as the best one to partner the story on Olympic athletes getting COVID in the Olympic village, despite the fact that she <laughs> herself is, in fact, perfectly healthy. Now, unfortunately, she did get bumped in the first round of singles and doubles. However, she played amazingly, playing a very extraordinary Polish and German opponent, uh, we were still couldn't honestly could not be more proud of her to be there on the TV front and center. She's a classic Aussie girl. She grew up on a farm with a ping pong table in the garage. Her dad, my uncle, was a table tennis gun and taught her everything he knew. She made it to the Olympics on her fourth attempt. And I got to tell you guys, getting to see her on the screen has just been the most phenomenal feeling. In fact, it feels like it's brought my entire extended family a little closer together by uh, by backing us. So to her. And all of our Aussie Olympians, you're all heroes. Do as proud, come back safe. And uh, yeah, by the way, the online gambling sites had even money on 13 gold medals and we've beaten the spread. So you're the greatest heroes of them all. And a special shout out now to Michelle, who's currently sitting in Howard Springs quarantine camp for the next 14 days (laughs) before she's allowed to come back to New South Wales. What a a beautiful reward. What a trooper. Job well done. Yeah, in uh, and 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 take it from me as somebody who spent two years living in Darwin, boys, Howard Springs. Whether you're in a quarantine camp or not, <laughs> it's not, not really the issue. <laughs> it's not getting any better. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, look, congratulations! I want to do a couple of shout outs linking to uh, to Adam's uh, pick. So, um, I've never, uh, my family's quite successful i've often said i'm the black sheep of the family i'm, I'm, I'm in my in my family's eyes i'm you a got this pure, podcast complete, podcast <laughs> um so uh shout out to to having someone who but we don't have any sports stars hmm. so i've never known anyone who i've been able to gamble on 
And yep. I gambled on your your cousin. Now, did you gamble? She didn't on win a match. I did. I put I put ten a ten dollar bonus bet that I had on her. Oh, that's now so she didn't sweet. win a match. No, she didn't. I, she didn't win a she match, and that's fine. But that's fine. I, I don't. And this is God. You know, it's so hard not to be too PC. But am I am I correct in saying that her opponent um, only had one arm? The women women singles. Yeah. yeah. So listen, I'm sure Michelle's very good. Uh, but you know, I guess with ping pong, you probably really only need one arm. I know you switch only arms need anyway. one. The other one just gets in the way. If anything, <laughs> I, honestly, I'm I I wonder whether that's an advantage that should have been punished. <laughs> yeah. If anything, Tristan. But I think what I'm really what I'm really hearing between the lines here, Adzo, is I think Tristan wants his ten bucks back, <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's holding your family accountable. That's what's really hey, going I on. Also here. Had this has got nothing to do with any of the rest of it. <laughs> uh, I, look, I think it's I think it's awesome, and uh, and hats off to your family. I know they all listen to the podcast. Um, Every so, one of them, you know. Don't. So well done, uh, Michelle. You made us proud. Um, as uh, yeah, I'm not a family member, but I feel like I'm a family member. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of like Adzo if he had hair. Um, <laughs> all right, Phil. That's actually how I describe you to people. Um, <laughs> so my hero of the week, which is very belated, is the UK. Free at last. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you Pick, boys right. saw yeah, Freedom, Day Freedom Day and uh, Freedom Day. the easing mm-hmm. of the restrictions to our uh, to our brothers and sisters in the UK who who did COVID a lot fucking tougher than we ever have. Even yeah, in but this it's lockdown. gone now, so they can open up. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yep. It's not a risk at all. It's not even a factor. In fact, you should go to a dance club and pass a stranger immediately. <laughs> um, so. Really, they're my hero of the week for taking that bold step of opening things up. There is, yeah. you know, all manner of articles about what they're calling the pingdemic, which is um, people getting the text message saying you were somewhere near COVID, go and isolate for five days. Oh, yeah. Um, and so th- it's still around as an impact because the contact tracing is basically pinging you if you came near it to try and keep things, you know, to flatten the curve somewhat. Yeah. Um, but to the UK, I say we are cheering you on because they got to about 50, 60% vaccination rate mm. and then just pulled the ripcord and if that works that's a good sign for new south wales coming out of this bad boy yeah, in man. september I mean, they had twenty two thousand new cases yesterday but uh eh. fuck it <laughs> well that's it but that's the thing how's the hospital system holding up oh, right so I, I if they can very well if they can hold the line on this yeah because a lot of the vaccination isn't about like People still get it. You just don't get hospitalized. Yeah. So I'm cheering them on. I'm not saying it is going to go well. I'm not saying they're not going to find themselves back in lockdown in about a month's time, but I fucking hope they won't because it'll be a good sign for the rest of us. Mm. So uh, I wish the UK all the best in managing this because uh, if they're right about um, easing restrictions earlier, uh, then we'll all be freer a bit sooner. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting that the UK is on you know, the spotlight because I mean, basically America is the same is in the same boat. Um, and what we're seeing is is obviously a massive difference between those who've been vaccinated and those who haven't. And what we're seeing, particularly in the South, in the USA, is you know we are seeing hospitalizations, we are seeing growth in cases. And I was speaking to some American counterparts this morning, um, and they said, you know, they've now got they're under new restrictions to keep masks on and so on. And, and I don't think they're going down the idea of lockdowns and so on because you know, the, as uh, you said, feel like it's about the impact. And, and I guess. If everyone's had the chance to be vaccinated and people have chosen not to, well, at some point the responsibility falls on on their shoulders, right? Um, yeah. And and that's just how it goes. We got to we got to move on. And so, I think it I think it hasn't been used in the states so much because how do you report on the states as a singular entity, right? Some states never even went into lockdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then others went into like the, some of the harshest lockdowns in the world. So it's like it's trying to report on a continent, right? Um, but it is interesting to see in the South, they're just like, ah, it'll be fine. I'll just, I'll just shoot it in the face. <laughs> but COVID doesn't have a face. I'll shoot it. I said I will shoot it. <laughs> Phil, let's, let's, let's link your, um, your nominee back to the Olympics. Let's call uh, COVID uh, Freedom Day the, uh, I suppose, the Olympics of trying to get across, you know, get back to normality. Who's winning the Olympics of getting back to normal life post? It's a gold medal day. And and yeah, as you link it day. back to the Olympics, or or should we say virally spread it back to the Olympics? My uh <laughs> my sub hero oh. was uh ROC, which I, I was the like Russian team. I was looking could. at it and I was like, what the fuck is ROC? Yeah. And why do they have so many medals? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I see. Bands don't mean anything. 
Uh, you just have to change your name. No, no, they're the, they're the ones who had the money to... 100%. But I've got a theory on that, which is that in Australia, we should go hard on drugging our athletes for absolute victory. Mm. And then we'll just call ourselves like, what What was the, what were the Dutch going to call us? Like Newfoundland or something? We'll just go in with that. New name. Holland, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. New Holland. I mean, people are... I like it. Yeah. I like it. Good call. I've yeah. got some Dutch heritage. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, all right. Dad joke of the week. Uh, I'm going to nominate my... Um, hero, my feats of manliness is my dad joke of the week. Uh, oh, I yeah. So uh, Phil, Adam, up to you, boys. <laughs> okay, I'll jump in because mine's quite short this week. Uh, and it's just really just looking at the Olympics. I've watched quite a lot of the Olympics, and uh, looks pretty hot over there. You notice people are passing out, falling over, getting exhaustion, burning up. Do you reckon it's because they're not allowed to bring any fans along? <laughs> oh, Adzo. That's solid. That's a great Olympics joke. I feel like I've let the team down by not having a sports-related joke. Uh, where do bad rainbows go? Oh, God. Okay. Um, I don't know. Prism. <laughs> but only for a light sentence. Oh, <laughs> God. The double joke. He's done it. Boom. Uh, well done, Boom. Phil. Congratulations. You get yep. that joke of the week, bro. 100%. But mine was Olympic. Th- Never mind. All right, Adzo, you get that joke of the week, bro. <laughs> Adzo straight. totally gets that joke of the week. He kept All it right, on. I get, a, I get a pay bump this way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's three move on. extra drops of beer. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the TVA wrap, my friends. All right, TBA wrap time. New listeners, uh, if, if you are a new listener and you are interested in uh, sponsoring the podcast, uh, send us a couple of beers and uh, we'll name this segment after you. We call it TBA, To Be Advised Rap. It's a quick summary of the news articles that have caught our eye over the week, not the ones that are flooding our uh, web browsers, no, our, they're all uh, covered. social feeds. No. They're covered. Yeah. We get it. Shit's gone crazy again. That's why uh, we like to highlight the things that really look cool to us. And to me, what stood out this week was the fact that I think it was in was it in Austria. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Austria. I can't remember. There was a restaurant which finally created the world's most expensive burger. Um, I'm talking about oh. the... Um, did you see this? I did Have see this. Have you heard about this? Did you yeah, see this? Yeah, someone sent me a link. It's called The Golden Boy. Now, there have been expensive burgers before. Now, look, I, I will uh, footnote this by saying that the price includes, you know, it's about charity. So, obviously, it's probably not a burger that costs this much money to uh, to, to create. But it is. it has been labelled by the officials as the world's most expensive burger of all time. It costs $8,000. Uh, and it is a, uh, looks like a monstrosity. I mean, it looks awful, it looks but apparently, yeah. it, apparently it's quite nice. Uh, but it, it's uh, let, let's just break it down. Saffron infused uh, gold leaf buns. Um, the burger is an A5 Wagyu brisket and chuck short ribs. Mm-hmm. It's topped with two doses of white truffles, uh, beluga caviar. I mean, you've lost me there, yeah. but still, I'll continue. Unnecessary. Uh, Paleta Iberico Belota ham. Yeah. King crab. Onion rings made with Dom Perignon champagne in the batter. And finally, a barbecue sauce made with extremely expensive Kopi Lewak coffee and McCullen single malt whiskey. No. So it's it comes from a, it's a place called De Dalton's. Uh, and it, it comes at the price of $8,000. As I said, the money does go to a good course. Um, it goes to a local food bank. Uh, but it has been officially, I don't know if it's a Guinness Book of Records thing anymore, but it has been branded as the most expensive burger ever made. And uh, you know what? i tell you what. If someone bought one for me, I would still eat it. I will say sometimes they try to do a bit of a sneaky one. Like you'll get the most expensive cocktail of all time and it's basically a, uh, you know, a martini, but they put a diamond in the bottom of the glass and you drink it, you get to keep the diamond. Um, so I do, yes. I, I like the fact that at least in this case, they've tried to be creative enough to just smack together a bunch of fineries into a burger and, you know, rather than just, you know, sneak in an, an ingot or, or something to try and pad it out. But it uh-huh. doesn't sound like anything I'd like to eat. I don't want a crab 
caviar, beef, <laughs> no. fucking truffle burger covered in gold. Maybe you don't. Elon Musk <laughs> spunk for all I know. I don't want any of that, you know, but if I it's know. for charity, I support it. If you want to get you some don't. stupid ass rich prick to pay eight grand for a burger like that and they give seven of it away, fantastic. But uh, yeah, it's not for me. I think Phil wants this to be in his belly right now. <laughs> One of the things this reminds me of is uh, there's a great line in How I Met Your Mother. He goes to an expensive restaurant and he's like, do you know Kobe beef? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, this is Kobe lobster. It's lobster <laughs> that's been fed with Kobe beef. <laughs> so it's, it's, definitely got, it's definitely got that kind of vibe to it. Um, and for me, really three main comments on this burger. Firstly, it looks disgusting. I'm looking yeah. at a picture of it right now. <laughs> Secondly, I have no idea why this is the case, but on the website Hype Beast, where I found a picture of this burger, mm. it says for some reason that's, that someone needs to call 2 Chains the rapper. I don't know why, but I've got to assume it's got something to do with his lavish <laughs> burger habits. And, uh, the amount frankly, of gold in the burger. Thirdly, is that I actually think they're incorrect that this is the most expensive burger in the world because uh, some years ago, I had the KFC Double Down, which is the oh, one that yeah. is uh, two chicken fillets instead of a burger. And yep. that one really did cost me my dignity, which is priceless. <laughs> you paid for it with your life. I, play, I paid for it with my dignity, mate. And, and honestly, I mean, at that point <laughs> in my life, that was that. worth that was worth more than $8,000 back then. I mean, now is a different, <laughs> oh, an, different animal. Yeah, yeah, but a yeah. decade ago, I still had it. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, listen, I, I, and I, and I think Adzo knows this about me. I'm a, I'm a burger guy over a steak guy. I would much rather a nice, beautiful burger, yeah. a really flavoursome burger, over a just a nice piece I of steak. I pick the cheeseburger all the time. At, oh, it, see, it, like anywhere that's going to offer a really nice cheeseburger, I'm taking it. Adzo and I were in Lake Tahoe uh, a number of years ago. What was remember that mega burger yeah, that the, we had? Uh, nah, nah, burger. The nah burger. Yeah. Oh, that was epic. Did you get I, some I just, fresh nah, man? Yeah. I just think with burgers, they can do some really exciting things. So I, I, there is something about a good burger, isn't there? And, and I know that there's a lot of um, Facebook communities out there which celebrate the burgers. And I yep. know there's a big burger. There's the a lot Fatties of big burger, burger Appreciation one's the biggest one Correct. I know of. Yeah. So, it, but there's something about it. And, and didn't you make a pizza burger once? I did a burger us? with yeah. uh, with two pepperoni pizzas as the buns, and then all the all the fixins on the inside. That was actually fantastic. It, it was actually amazing. It took five of us to eat it, but it was delicious. Two pizzas, two pepperoni pizzas, sandwiching a burger. Yeah, and he cooked it to perfection. Yeah, oh, he man. cooked it to perfection. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Honestly, he did. you you just you clear the fucking calendar, right? For the three days it's going to take to reclaim your gut health. Yeah, you, de- you, de- you devour that fucking burger. Yeah, why um, don't we take? Why don't we take? Why don't we create one of those bad boys? Take it to Matt, and we go and drink those beers and down that burg. What, what a day idea. that would be! That's what a, a day idea. that would be! Yeah, it's oh. a great idea. Anything would be better than That's your poor idea. interpretation of the Sizzler cheesy bread. <laughs> <laughs> God, I forgot about that. Shit. Yep. Um, all right. So that's me, mate. I mean, I don't know. Nothing much else happened in the world. I don't know. We're in lockdown. Well, uh, hang on a second. The premiers are pieces of shit. Everyone's I a piece of shit. Prime Minister's a piece of shit. Uh, everyone's a piece of shit. Yeah. Now, there's a new documentary <laughs> coming out about Anthony Bourdain. I don't know if you've seen so the news article about this. You'd know him, of course, as a well-traveled celebrity chef who uh, sadly committed suicide back in 2018. Now, the issue is that the documentary will have Bourdain speaking three lines of dialogue that he never actually said out loud. What I mean is the lines were contained in some emails that Bourdain sent, but the director, Morgan Neville, has decided it would have more impact to have Bourdain say them out loud, so he got the help from a software company who took dozens and dozens of hours of voice recordings and then with some powerful software spat out what it reckons Bourdain would have sounded like speaking those actual lines. Now, the director has claimed he cleared it with Bourdain's ex-wife and some friends, and they all said it would be fine. However, the ex-wife was recently on Twitter saying she absolutely gave no such blessing and that Anthony Bourdain would have been disgusted with the whole affair. Now, in this case, the director says Bourdain said the word, just not out loud. He's just trying to make those words come alive. But with so much that can be read into tone, inflection, vocal timing, and so forth, should we ever allowed the fabrication of a soundbite like this. What do you think? Ooh, open up a can there, boy. Open up a like can there, He sort of said boy. it. He sort of said it. He said it in an email. 
but they're turning can... it into a voc- a, a, a soundbite, a snippet. And I don't, I don't like bite? that at all. It's the start of a slippery slope to me. Phil's the, Phil's, Phil's the man who takes us on the astron- astronomical journey. Uh, go for it, Phil. So there's a couple of things at play here. So first and foremost, uh, the last example that we had of this uh, kind of technology was in Star Wars uh, that resulted in the Mary Poppins scene uh, <laughs> with, uh, with Princess Leia. And yeah. that was an atrocity. So that, that, that points shame. us in the direction that, you know, we've tried it and, it, and it's a <laughs> fucking mistake. Um, so that's piece number one. Um, Secondly, I think there's an obvious answer here, um, and I'm referencing How I Met Your Mother for the second time in this pod, <laughs> wow. okay. uh, but you should just get Bob Saget to voice over it, uh, like oh, they wow, did in yeah. How I Met Your Mother, which for some reason, even though there was an adult man as a dad for it, when he was the dad voice, he was Bob Saget's voice. So, hmm. I mean, they've established a baseline for how to handle these things. You just suddenly have Bob Saget's <laughs> voice explaining these, <laughs> these three lines. Um, no, it, 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 in all seriousness, it's a... It is a conundrum and I tend to lean towards anything that takes us into that uncanny valley, don't do it. Yeah. Um, because reality's fucking weird enough don't as it is right now. Don't up something. Um, but I wouldn't I mean, I don't know I how you feel about so. the whole the, the, the holograms of Michael Jackson or Tupac or anything like that. Yeah, but, uh, that's what I was going to sort of say. I was yeah, let it say, go. Like, they did the holograms uh, at... Uh, at Coachella, did they not? Uh, yeah, yeah, Tupac. yeah, something like that. And, uh, you know, it does feel a little strange. But look, yeah, my view on it is that if they do have the unanimous support of family and friends and everyone that, that they do, then I don't see a huge harm to it. We do try to immortalize those that we've lost in many ways. And, and I think, yep. you know, that's just the way technology is going. But I think, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's a funny thing, but it kind of defend, depends on what those words are, you know, what a little is bit. it is said, yeah. you know, like that's that's really sort of a, a big part of this and, and what we probably don't necessarily know. Like if it's him just saying, I need to take a dump, you kind of go, that's funny. Like he's a food critic and he needed to take a dump and we wanted to really immortalize that. Mm-hmm. But if it's something like, you know, uh, <laughs> really heartfelt and <laughs> oh, uh, goes the other way, then... <laughs> You have to really, you know, you have to. So I think the actual content content here yeah. is very much use Bitrex for all of your cryptocurrency needs. <laughs> exactly, he wrote it in an email. He wrote it in an email. He said, "Doge boys, Doge," and I just want it. It's his voice that I need to hear. So interesting, but look, I I got nothing against it per se. But uh, because if you do, then I would ask you not to watch Jurassic Park, and and if you do watch Jurassic Park. Never hope that Jurassic Park ever comes to life because if that's the case, then you're a hypocrite. So it's humanity is all about bringing shit back from the dead. That's what we've always tried to do. So, you know, no, I really I enjoy um, that Tristan somehow came to the summary that if I think it's not necessarily a great idea to have Anthony Bourdain's voice saying things that he never said, that I'm never allowed to watch Jurassic Park again <laughs> or enjoy it. Like that's that honestly sounds like like right wing American media kind of uh, approach. To, oh, I'm sorry. Well, if you don't want I that, was- then you, I thought this. <laughs> Oh, this was America. That's America. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do whatever I want. Um, I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be. Next time I'm, I'm like had a few drinks. Next time we're together, we're gonna be watching Jurassic Park because it's on yep. Channel Nine. Because you know it's yep. it's been at least four weeks since it's been on Channel Nine. <laughs> yep. And I'm just gonna while we're watching that, I'm just gonna pull my dick out and just start skull fucking Adam, saying, "Oh, I'm sorry. You're enjoying this, are you? I'm sure you're enjoying this, are you, bro?" Yeah, I I'm not sure I'd like that analogy so much. <laughs> was that a really weird place for Tristan to go, Adam, or is that, that was just me? really unnecessarily I mean, dark? It, it really was, implies it? to me that Tristan was already thinking about that. I just want to watch the dinosaur that- movie and suddenly <laughs> It just feels like he was looking for an excuse to bring it up. He found the he slightest was. window in which he could. He's, be careful, mate. He's sounding right. if you, you out. If you adjust your camera down, I'm going to see one piece of A4 paper with Skullfuck Adzo <laughs> written on texter. And that's your entire notes for the podcast. <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. All right, next, uh, who's, who, who else has read the news this week? I don't know. Yes, yeah, so that's very sad. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrestle it back. I feel like I, I feel Please. almost like after that particular news article, nothing could top it. But we just need a palate cleanser after the the phrase "skull fuck" adds up. Mm. Um, so, um, 
for me, the news of this week, and it gave me a great opportunity to squeeze some football in, is that um, Harry Kane, the legendary English striker, is channeling all of us. And and you boys, we we all love, we all love it when a you know highly paid athlete and millionaire shows that they're just one of us. Um, sure. And so basically, he wants to transfer to a different club. He wants to go to a different job. Um, and they're not letting him do the transfer. So he is just not showing up to work. And I think <laughs> like many of us, when we're in a job that's going nowhere mm. and you just start pulling sickies, uh, he stepped in and he's doing it. He's doing the footballer's equivalent of pulling a sickie. He didn't show wow. up to the medical on day one. He hasn't showed up <laughs> to day one of training. And he's claiming there was a gentleman's agreement that he would be allowed to leave if uh, favorable terms were, were available. And so he's just like, you know what? I might never play football again. I don't care, but I'm getting the fuck out of here because I'm done. Wow. Yeah, I'm fucking done. And we've all been there. So that's a man yeah. with fuck you cash. That's a man that's just got absolutely. He can, he can walk on his own terms. I love it. That's it. It's, that's an, it. it's an interesting thing, isn't it? That the, we've talked about this on the pod before. The the fact that athletes are um, they're writing their own terms these days, aren't they? Yeah, they're, more they're, than they're ever. Basically, yeah creating their their contracts they they can essentially do what they want to do and i think before social media when you really didn't have that fast way of 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 communicating and fast way of sharing imagery and 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 thoughts and you know athletes didn't have this way of reaching the people you know everything was filtered through the media uh, you know the traditional media and everything was filtered through the club so you didn't really get this side of the story and now with that kind of level gone um we're seeing a very different approach to when athletes want to want to move and when they want to leave and when they want more money, when they want to change clubs. So it's, it's quite fascinating actually. Yeah, it's interesting, but um, Absolutely. let's save it for and the Olympic write-up when I talk about how much of a, uh, a, a run through the ringer Simone Biles has had this week. So yeah, not, not every, not every athlete gets to, gets to control their own destiny, I'm afraid. And to, and to close that out, um, you know, at the end of the day, 150,000 pounds a week, what an outrage. He deserves at least 250. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's back in little Harry Kane on his protest. Yeah, the poor little guy. <laughs> 250,000 pounds He's a doing week. it tough. He's doing it tough. <laughs> but good on him. At least I feel like I'm, I'm similar to him. Like, yeah, just... You know, it's raining. I'm not going to go in. I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm feeling a little sick. I'm feeling a little crook. Um, Mate, and the UK's yeah. had Freedom Day. He's probably still at the nightclub. <laughs> That's true. Actually, I, I'd be fucking staying in the. If I was single and staying in the clubs, ready to mingle, I would six be month hangover. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Harry. Where, where's he going? Where's he, he's going to City, isn't he? Yeah, he'll go to City. I reckon. Yeah, I, I tell you, City are on track to get both Grealish and Kane, and if they get both of them, they're going to be absolutely fucking unstoppable next season. It's, I tell you what, it's not. It's keeping Adam up at night. Mm. That's right. Mm. So <laughs> Olympics, eh? <laughs> we'll move on to the Olympics, but boys, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go to the bathroom first. So uh, I'll leave you to talk. Yeah, to you we should probably get another beer. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. 